was a young boy. Odin is with us! Jordan, you know the devil's at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Your beautiful singing talents. Thanks, everyone, for joining to the uh, over assess cast. But damn, we're 52, which means it's one year ago that we started, or that we we did miss some episodes, or only a few. Yeah, we. I, I think we picked. Didn't we pick it up around April? We need see. We should know these things. We should have like prepared a little bit more to figure out if this was in fact the exact one year mark or not i don't think so because it's like may yeah it could be though i don't know yeah, how can we I maybe mean. i can like look at the files and see when it's created i'm gonna like soundcloud <laughs> just two boomers <laughs> trying to figure out how long they've been speaking into microphones my mouse does not work what is going on <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll Google it real quick. <laughs> okay, Google. When did Assassin's Cast start? Uh, SoundCloud. The, do I have the first? No, I don't have even the. Okay, I can't find it here. Okay, either way, we've been going for quite a long time now. So thanks for sticking around. Well, we can do say this. Our first review came in May twenty third. How's that? Okay, so that okay, that's around this time. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Because if you're listening to this on Saturday, then it's May 22nd. So it makes even more sense. Of course, we go live every Saturday on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast. Make sure you follow there so you're notified when a new episode goes live. You can also watch it live, as a lot of you are doing right now. Welcome, chat. Thanks a lot for tuning in every Thursday on twitch.tv yourraptor. If you support the show by going to my YouTube channel, Raptor, hit the join button next to the subscribe button. For $5 per month, you get two days early access, so immediately after we live record it, you can watch the video version on YouTube. If you go for the $2 tier, you get the video version on Saturday, right when the audio version goes live as well. Um, but yeah, if you don't want to support the show financially, no big deal. It's already cool that you listen to us every week and tune in here live. Um, you can leave a review, though. like That would really help us out. And you can do that on, for example, Apple Podcast. And I think we got a new review, right, Jordan? Yeah, we have one from Bayek is the best story since Ezio. <laughs> um, oh, wow. It, there are like no space bars whatsoever, but I think you, you deciphered it. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Bayek is the best story since Ezio wrote in and said, yo, hi, Jordan and Jordan. <laughs> It's nice to have <clears throat> the other Jordan back on the podcast. Wow, thank you. Uh, I know this is a big one, and you guys have been streaming the new DLC, so I don't want to open such a big can of worms. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, but I can't help but reflect on what the last review said about Warrior's Creed, because I didn't catch it at first, but that was a really big piece is that was missing in the game. What about desync when you screwed up a stupid follow-up when you're spying on someone. What happened to the value of stealth in the game? I just walked into a settlement with a I don't give a fuck attitude and on very hard and you know everything will be fine. And even further, you started to dig into the comment of two separate games. The only way they are going to be able to incorporate both an homage to the longtime gamers of this franchise 
and the new direction they want to go is to prioritize if you are seen. If being caught has an effect on the storyline, then that will greatly affect stealth. And maybe true RPG player can help me out with this, but shouldn't that be possible? Anyways, cheers, friends. I enjoy the podcast. I look forward to playing the DLC soon. Thank you so much for your review, Bayek. Uh, I think so to kind of sum up, because that was qu- quite a bit to say, like um, that the value of stealth hasn't been really appreciated. And like, how can we value the stealth in the game moving forward? Well, I mean, there's a lot packed into there. I have a lot of feelings on like why the Assassin's Creed games feel the way they do. And it kind of ties into what we'll talk about a little bit after this about some of the issues going on internally at Ubisoft. But if we're going to kind of just silo, and in my opinion, you can speak up whenever you want, Jor. But like, uh, I definitely agree that RPG and stealth have a part to play. Like they, they, they can definitely play really well together. For sure. Um, and I think it just takes resources, time and passion and motivation on the, leaders to put the effort and resources forward to be able to make a game that does that. But I definitely agree that they um, are cutting corners in the last few games to try to get them out to launch. And we're kind of seeing that reflected in the gameplay, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah. yeah, I see that as well. I want to say, I really hate it that when you would not do play by the rules, you would desync and have to reload. I I like the approach from the new games actually way more where, it's like, oh damn, I can I have the choice to restart my checkpoint if I want. Or I can just roll with the punches, maybe do a smoke bomb, whatever, get into the tall grass again and uh try and stealth again. Um I, I do like that may- way more. But yeah, overall the stealth has been quite bad. And I'm go- still gonna say it. Odyssey had the best stealth from from the three games. In my opinion. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think desyncing like all the time is frustrating there is there was a moment though in like assassin's creed 3 when you're going through that like british fort where it was really challenging and you'd get you'd get 10 minutes in and you'd desync and snap to the back and that was pretty frustrating but when i finished it finally i felt so accomplished it was a completely different feeling but that's what i think part of it is is like that's a different game almost and it's like um trying to capture both of those feelings or straddle both sides of this i think i think what's happening is they're just using the same ip and they're pushing a, a new game and I, mean, I was the showing alexio's you... statue which uh, shows you enough <laughs> yeah <gasps> and i think that th- yeah that if you are an old-time fan and you do are you are holding out hope for a return to the fold I think that like that's that's not likely um, it, with the I mean, yeah, that's not meant to say there's like doom and gloom, but like you, you definitely need to like think about um, what you like about the new Assassin's Creed games. And if you really want to enjoy them, find out what you do like about them and voice those opinions. But, but what, what I think is uh, actually a way better approach uh, to this, and then you can have both sides win, is what we're, for example, seeing with the Royal Demands. Where it's like, hey, you can, you are rewarded for be, remaining undetected, for taking no damage, which is like pro-stealth, but if you fail, 
then you're not like you can restart your previous checkpoints and try to get more of these rewards but otherwise yeah it doesn't matter uh like you can just continue and still complete the mission but just get less of a reward and i think that's way more exciting it gives way more of a choice i I mentioned this multiple times in odyssey uh on the podcast already but i think like one of the early missions in Odyssey, it's like, hey, you got to do this quiet. And if you don't, there will be enemies waiting for you uh, at the, the mission giver. While otherwise, you would just run up to the mission giver and like, nobody saw me. Uh, here you have the item and you would not have an extra encounter. And I think that's like way more interesting um, than like forcing players to, to, to reload. Or maybe the mastery challenges will be dead. Like who knows? So we, of course, know that these... Uh, that this free um, game mode is coming. So maybe one of them will be, hey, try to do the stealth. The moment you get uh, detected, it's over. But really with how Fahola is, and you kind of touched on that as well, where enemies sometimes detect you when you're like, what the heck? You can't really play around that. Um, mm-hmm. So I totally think they can focus way more on the stealth. But yeah, we're seeing that as well with, with the Wrath of the Druids, where unlike the regular camps... I'm always like, okay, I have a royal demand to go stealth, but I'm fighting these druids, which is like super hard to complete. Um, yeah, and, I, and if the reward isn't like valuable, like sure, like the like the rewards are the extra things in the old games would be like do it without killing anybody or they they but they would still desync you no matter what or without being seen ever but i think it is as simple because let's be honest like none unless we are very good at the game and we've repeated it several times in past stealth games you would get caught a lot but you would you would have mechanics out there where you could hot run back into the crowd or sit down or go to a bush and, and like and be able to clear and like eventually the guards would be like, all right, something. And they'd go away and you could head back in. So like no one, I don't like, I always struggled perfectly getting like a stealth playthrough on like Assassin's Creed three, like from start to finish. Like I'd always kind of bungle it up, but if the mechanics are there to allow you to move quietly, like it is much harder in Valhalla and, and even sometimes in Odyssey, uh, I think to try to play that character. Yeah, for sure, way. and it's one-dimensional. Like I don't really yeah. do it because after clearing one camp with stealth, I already used all the tools that are available, and you already get most of those tools pretty early on in the game. So after like throwing the X for the fifth time, I'm like, yeah, I get it now. And there are just not, and that's why I like the smoke arrow, for example. So that's why I hope mm-hmm. we can revert back to that uh, because that actually added some extra stealth so it's kind of sad that that's part of a dlc for people who wanted it in the main game so i personally think Mm -hmm. they can really do everything like i i think if they really take the time and focus on every different playstyle, which again i think that odyssey sure it had magical elements but i think the 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 way you had like a cool assassin build and could kill like insta kill everyone the stealth had like way more possibilities uh in Mm -hmm. in three games um, so yeah, yeah, we will talk more about the Wrath of the Druids a little later. But yeah, as you see, if you leave a review, hey, it might spark a conversation. So totally do that, of course. It would really, really help us out. Okay, Jordan, do you want to kind of lead this or should I uh, lead this? Because, yeah, I, I will just sure. give a short, a short uh, introduction, but you can take it away if you, you want as well. But of course, last year around, um, I think, 
was it like uh, the summer? Is it, yeah, it was. That, yeah. That's like a really broad. Um, it, it was around that time where a lot of people started speaking up about the uh, work conditions at Ubisoft, and we, of course, like uh, talked about it. I, I talked about it on the channel as well. We talked about it extensively on the podcast, where, for example, Ashraf Ismail uh, was caught, yeah, cheating on his wife, but also going after people in the Assassin's Creed community, sharing confidential info, and then trying to. Uh, yeah, persuade them a, a bit and, and lying to them. That was like one of the, 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 the things he stepped down, of course. A lot of other people who are also like, who are also like front-facing uh, people at Ubisoft. Um, like uh, Serge Heskowitz has been, was like basically the, the creative lead. He was like, I think, the leader of like a creative team at Ubisoft. That has since changed, like the creative output or like how I think games are like he was basically green lighting games. He could say, "Hey, I don't like this. Got it." But we also figured out that he just was like, like a horrible person against other uh, employees at Ubisoft. Um, Additionally, too, employees were coming out and were reporting harassment to HR in Ubisoft, and a lot of those. Uh, investigations didn't really lead to any sort of closure for those people or figuring out how to do so it created very uncomfortable work conditions for um, developers and people especially female workers at uh, Ubisoft um, and so yeah and do you want to keep going there there was a update to the article so an article was posted by uh, the uh, French um, yeah, let, report let, called the uh, Let's give a little more uh, lead in time to where we are right okay. now. Because, uh, of course, Ubisoft announced that they would make changes back in 2020. And it was their whole th yeah. it was a whole thing around the Ubisoft Forward event where it was like... It was really going on when their E3 presentation was, was coming up as well. And they made a lot of statements. Every I listened to all the investor calls for like a big game companies, mostly Ubisoft. And every time they would always state, hey, diversity, blah, blah, blah. But one of the big things that, that was kind of a letdown for a lot of people who really hoped that Ubisoft would take this seriously is that they had this message from Eve where he was like in front of a camera. He said, yeah, this really, uh, we're going to change a lot. Uh, we're going to do this and this. But that message could have been in front of their press conference, but they decided to put it in on a YouTube as like a separate video right before the show went live, I think. And then they said they would edit to the video through the stream later on, but they never did. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't think they ever did. Yeah. So no. that was already kind of like, are you taking this seriously or not? Okay, like we are of course outside looking in right we're really we don't know like we heard these stories um but we also kind of we, we 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 really enjoy ubisoft I, I know people working there um we hope that they really take this to heart and run with it and make significant changes in the company and sure people were let go um and they continuously said yeah we're making changes uh, here and there and now one year later, after hearing that a lot of things potentially have changed, uh, and sh again, there have been some changes, we got this French article. So I think that kind of leads mm -hmm. into uh, what what has been yeah. happening this last week. It, it wasn't just like 
um, employees too. Like, there's a lot of cosplayers who have come out and mentioned how uncomfortable it would be to be around some of um, the people who were like in leadership. And then on top of it, uh, yeah. Anyways, so we'll move into like the French uh, publication that came out a few days ago from Le Telegram, an investigation. Um, published in early May, revealed that the first wave of legal proceedings was due to start this month in relation to harassment cases. Uh, the collective action is led by um, I can't some uh, solidarities <laughs> and for some French company, a game workers union uh, that is trying to uh, defend and protect Ubisoft gaming employees. And they're building a case against Ubisoft currently. Since the wave of accusations targeting Ubisoft's toxic culture. Uh, pointed at serious dysfunction in their HR departments. The company has attempted to make changes, but the impact of these changes seems to have been minimal so far, the publication has reported. Um, another thing to keep in mind, so it sounds like they've tried to put things in place. It sounds like through the investigations up till now that it's looking like that it's not as impactful as they're hoping it would be, and that a lot of people are still... Uh, feeling uncomfortable working in that environment. So um, they ran uh, an important part that I think uh, us as fans and uh, content creators about this is Ubisoft ran an internal survey last year of their employees. And the survey found that roughly 25% of Ubisoft employees have either experienced or witnessed some form of workplace misconduct over the past two years. And that 20% do not feel fully respected or safe in the work environment. Women reporting, experiencing, witnessing, and hearing discrimination, harassment, or inappropriate behavior at the rate of 30% higher than men. Well, non-binary employees, it was about 43%. Only 66% of employees who have reported an incident of misconduct felt they had received appropriate levels of support. So there's even people who aren't necessarily being harassed are like witnessing this and they are experiencing and seeing these issues. And so that's, those are really from my percent, those are like really yeah, high numbers for, sure. Compar for a multi-billion dollar. This isn't just like for like games, like this is for a lot of different industry and company types. Um, and for me, obviously the biggest pain point or the frustration is that like, you don't, as being a mentor, like, recently but it, it it's been in the works for a little over a year for me like i've gotten to know a lot of the community um like the people who work at ubisoft and there's a lot of awesome people who work on these video games and who work for that company and it's just really disheartening to kind of see how they don't really speak out not because they don't want to i can't speak that's the thing is you can't speak for them but at the same time you can there's just a lot of heartbreak and frustration because we've loved this game and this franchise for so long and it's impacting people you know it's impacting um it's even impacting the quality of the game not to discount the victimization at all like the abuse is the number one issue and needs to be addressed but it as fans like if maybe you're not totally privy on these issues and maybe you're not so sure about what's going on but the thing you have to understand is this is another reflection on communication issues through the leadership and it it, it does impact the quality of their games you i think you can see it in the quality of the games that they create and so um this is a pretty big thing i think and that we need to really find um creative ways where we can support 
employees at Ubisoft and keep holding their leadership accountable. Even me being a mentor, like uh, we, a lot of mentors in our private chat really pressured uh, Ubisoft to respond. They uh, gave us a response that I believe they sent to. Um, yeah, gamesindustry.biz uh, as well. Uh, can I, yeah, uh, and I, I jump in a bit before you read that yeah, response? Because go ahead. For, for to, get, to give a better idea of what they... So what right now seems... And this is really hard because we have this, this report from this publication who, of course, has their sources. But the company is huge. They are obviously saying, hey, we're, we're really working on this. I can also imagine that if stuff is like rotten, like at its core, like that it takes a really long time. It always takes a really long time to move things in an enormous company. So that that makes sense. But some things that, for example, this, this uh, newspaper is reporting that, um, that the HR staff who covered the harassment issues like in the past, they are still in their position. So if the person you were supposed to go to for help but did not help you the first time around and Ubisoft says, hey, we're going to change things, but that person is still there who like dismissed it, then you're not in a better position because I don't think that that person is suddenly going to help you. Uh, so there are just some crucial things that, um, yeah, that seem to be changed. Like also uh, a person from, I don't know, from Ubisoft owned Nadeo, uh, who was accused by dozens uh, employees is like still like working at Ubisoft. Uh, also, as a Ubisoft Singapore director who stepped down in November, but according to his LinkedIn profile, is also still at Ubisoft. And that's also like the the sour taste I had, for example, with with Search. Like we heard so many horrible things that he did. Was he fired? I don't think he was. He, I think he just left with a ton of money and was like, hey, goodbye, guys. And uh, yeah, that sucks. Like, mm -hmm. they, they're not holding these people uh, accountable for, for I, the, the It's also a thing to keep in mind, too, is that, like, they, this is a very, the culture of this company has really developed around um, a family business. And a lot of people have gotten close to that family. Um, the Gumat family, Yves and them. And so a lot of the people who were accused were close friends to that family and they got shifted around into other positions yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. And yeah, that's so that's the Ubisoft Montreal uh, leader. Like, uh, yeah. I think, I think and, it's also um, that's actually Singapore. the son. Like, I think Guillemot's son is also like in a leadership position somewhere. So, so it's really... Yeah. And, <laughs> It's very much one of the, because it's a private business like mm -hmm. this, and it's family owned. It's very um, hearts. The, yeah, the culture is very cultivated over the. Think about this: I, we've been playing Assassin's Creed games for well over a decade now, and so if this has been going on without any accountability for over a decade, it's really seeped in to the leadership, and we see it. I think. Uh, in the games, we see it in the abuse of the employees, and we see it even in the abuse of star players. There's been uh, cosplayers and star players who have been. Sorry, um, John, I have to get the door them. real quick, but please continue. No problem. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, it, it, 
as a content creator, I don't know. I, I definitely, I'm not here to like lecture any of us listening, but as a content creator, if I'm just going to speak for myself is it drains my passion of being able to want to, to support them and want to uh, do things like this. But I love the community. I like you guys. I like Jor. And so it, that's the frustrating part about this. I love this podcast is like, I want to do this. I want to, um, I mean, I'm doing it now, but like it, it's something that I think we definitely need to be more vocal about because I think it's going to, if they listen to us and they make good changes and we, uh, help Ubisoft cultivate a better environment for their employees to work a better quality of life where the employees feel more passionate. They feel comfortable. They're going to be more likely to make better games for us. So when we talk about these things like stealth and, and the fact that I don't like gear or whatever, like those are things we'd like to see change. But if, if you, I don't know, put yourself in a developer's position or a female developer developer's position where you're trying to, make progress in a game or make those changes and maybe you're limited by resources or the leadership's telling you no we need more microtransactions or something along those lines and also you don't feel safe yeah that's the most important thing i think every gaming company is yeah. like hey more microtransactions in that <laughs> um yeah but yeah I, I totally get it i think it's it's so hard because we are like outside looking in we we, we now we now have this article we now have ubisoft did you already read their statement i think it's uh kind of not yet no i can so ubisoft did respond to the mentors they also sent this to the biz but they said over a period of several months ubisoft has implemented major changes across its organization internal processes and procedures in order to guarantee a safe inclusive and respectful working environment for all team members these changes include the following anonymous reporting tools for misconduct have been implemented are inaccessible to all team or community members around the world Details were previously announced about the platform Wispy, a third-party tool, in addition to internal reporting options. Please note that creating an account uh, on Wispy is anonymous and, and is for the purpose of allowing reporters to follow their case. Um, uh, the next one is all allegations raised have been thoroughly investigated by independent external experts. A number of these have resulted in disciplinary action, including dismissal. Um, No specifics there, but uh, we have put into place training on appropriate workplace conduct for all member, for all of our team members around the world with more ongoing training programs to come. Uh, We have completely revamped our code of conduct and will serve as the cornerstone of our workplace guidelines moving forward. We have appointed Lindwine Sawyer as the head of workplace culture to ensure the longevity of the changes that we'll have and will continue to be put in place. We have also revamped our HR processes and appointed a new chief people officer, Anika Grant, as well as reinforced diversity and inclusion strategy with appointment of Rashi Sika, our new VP of Global Diversity and Inclusion. These concrete actions demonstrate the profound changes that have taken place at every level of the company. Ad- additional initiatives are underway and are being rolled out over the coming months. Change does take time, but we are committed to strengthening our culture and values in the long term to help ensure that every team member at Ubisoft is heard, respected, and valued in the workplace. Um, 
So to me, like, yes, that sounds great. Like, I'm glad they're doing those things. Um, but these are a lot of the similar things they said a year ago. Yeah. And then a year came around and it, the investigations are still revealing that things are happening. So to me, it, like, this is helpful. Like, we want to, like, take them at their word and hope that that is the case. But we definitely want to keep following up with this because um, they in, they have a track record now of – it not really seen. I understand change does take a while, but there. I wish more me, had that, happened in one year. That that's my point. Like I, I yes, really a hoped, lot more could happen. Yeah, I really hope that we would not have been talking about this topic right now. Uh, but here we are, yeah. and and it's good, and we have to because if, if one per like. Ubisoft is of course going to say that they made the best changes and are moving and uh, but I, I I wish they would be more reactive and I I get that they are not like super reactive on like rumors and 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 like this 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 newspaper reporting that but what if they said yeah uh, this person that you said that was like um from the from Ubisoft Singapore his LinkedIn notes that he's still at Ubisoft no that's not the case we fired him so like it's more upfront about the specific cases noted in the article because after reading this, sure, it sounds great, but everything that this article notes is still a fact. Like, yeah, th that seems. Well, also, the HR, that leadership team they brought in, came over from Uber. Now, I Uber has had its own issues with workplace toxicity so there it's not saying that like i'm not saying that those people are immediately going to not be helpful but when you see a track record like that ubisoft has and then they bring in people from another company who has a similar track record yeah it kind of does make it makes you uh question it and it makes you feel uncomfortable with taking them at their their word um as a fan and so mm -hmm. For me, I definitely am like glad that they're trying to do stuff, but I would also like I'm not gonna stop paying attention and trying to make sure that this is happening. Yeah, or, that, that's I, I, think, I can't make anything happen. But. No, no, no. But we, we, I mean, in a way, they. Uh, to be fair, like I, I thought the the response was the same as uh, the game biz. Maybe uh, uh, games industry dot biz like nuked it down a bit, but there is more in here. I think. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so that's at least like they're at least responsive. They're at least like, hey, we we know we're here. That's what what we are doing. Um, I I just hope that the, this upcoming Ubisoft Four event they would say about it, but they're not gonna. And that that and knowing that is already like they're not gonna. Mm -hmm. I would love to be proven wrong, but so far we've not seen anything that proves that. Yeah, uh, that and, would, well, that suggest and that. that's the other thing too is they sent these bullet points in a private discord and then to the biz article they didn't post it themselves so they are obviously dealing with these harassment problems while also prioritizing their pr and their image outside of people who are unaware of what is going on that's why the more people or the more fans that understand that this is going on will make it put them in more and more of a position to be more public about it. And that will bring more eyes, which will m ensure that they're actually making changes. Cause the less people, the more we let go and the more we just like let them 
dominate the PR game when it comes to this, the more likely it will be that it'll be easier for them to make less changes uh, naturally. Yeah. And so, yeah. But but to to uh, because you said also like about the game quality and of course like you would also think to to look at it a bit like unless they're like I mean every company the only thing that speaks to them is money and if they yeah. are seeing that the quality of their games is decreasing and now I'm just like devil's advocate like uh, maybe yeah. this is how things will hopefully change. And they see, damn, we really have to change something because it's impacting our product. It's impacting the money we rank in each uh, e- each year. Maybe mm-hmm. like that that will be a wake up call. And I mean that it's already like uh, Jason Schreier had like a, a new book about the sustainability of the the gaming industry. I haven't read it yet, but I, I still want to. Press reset is what it's called. But that's really about how the gaming industry has like a huge issue. Uh, keeping veteran developers in their studios because if you if you're ge- if you wanna like leave uh, a studio wanna work somewhere else you likely have to move across country or move to another country to continue to work and go uh, go and work in, in the studio that you want and maybe that studio gets shut down one year after you you moved your family there so that's already hard. Um, so yeah, you would think that they also want to retain talent, right? And one way to do that is the workplace environment. So exactly, hopefully it, that it, is it, like going to. Yeah, it's a systemic needle. issue that, like, if you are a fan of Assassin's Creed games, like you're likely going to see less and less quality because I've seen tons and tons of Twitter threads. I follow a lot of gaming I, developers. I, I don't think a lot. Sorry, a lot I, of them. Sorry, go ahead. No, I don't think it's as. I, 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 we don't know. I think it's hard yeah. to say that this is connected to the quality. And to be fair, lo- looking at the huge game that Valhalla is, sure we have the, our issues, but them launching that game like they did, sure no. they had a ton of issues, but it was not a cyberpunk, and they had a full COVID year, massive open world mm-hmm. RPG. Brand new setting. I think they knocked it out of yes. the park if you look at it from that lens, right? No, are... for sure. What I'll be clear in 100% that when I'm talking about the quality of the games, I'm not saying that the workers are not doing or the developers are not doing a good job. What I mean is that they're not being – if you're not – in general, if you're just not being supported at work like that, you're – you're likely to see some sort of impact from that is what I'm oh, getting sure. at. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're 100% right. With, but to me, that's still a reflection back on Ubisoft leadership. They give them shortened timelines, larger expectations. They're going to cut corners and, and cut things out of the game. And you're right. Like these, they do have really awesome people who still found a way to pull a game out for them. And, and, and Valhalla is that like they did, do some amazing work to get it out the door considering all the challenges on top of dealing with all these internal issues. So yes, that, that is impressive. But at the same time, think about if the more, the less they have to worry about all these external things and all these pressures to do these things, the gate, like all these things that we request to see in these games, these changes will, 
would help. And, and that's just like a side effect to the fact that these are people who make these video games and they're being harassed and it's just not okay. Mm. And, and if they keep sweeping it under the rug or trying to just kind of dismiss it, um, they're going to keep losing people and hurting people. So like I've seen some Twitter threads or, um, and, and other, um, communities of previous workers at Ubisoft moving to other, uh, studios and being immensely happier with like the work that they're doing and stuff. So that's just a reflection. Yeah. It's just, and it makes it harder. I think as a content creator, I can't speak for you, but like, um, yeah, it just makes it also makes my passion for trying to like work on this stuff just a little like uh, much harder, significantly sure. harder for, in my yeah. case. But yeah, 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 I, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's still like the, the developer, like it, it's so like hard. We're we're outside looking in, and um, I think what what we sometimes know what's going on, but I don't think we have a. a a full full picture uh and i think we're we're reacting uh good about what what we know right now but uh, mm-hmm. i would love to hear more from uh and and sure i get it, it's like a, a difficult situation um yeah it, it, i mean it, yeah i basically to to kind of get like to some conclusion and then we can talk about the wrath of the druids uh impressions that i had was the um holding the leadership accountable means um messaging them trying to get them to say these changes not just privately to me as a mentor or other people who are like community leaders but getting them to admit it and 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 say it even louder at the ubisoft showcase or on their public twitter accounts i know that that sounds so like like minimal like why does that that needs to happen because that gets more eyes the more eyes on it the more accountability there is to ensure that the things they're saying are actually happening and then obviously surfacing any additional content i would also pitch out here like learning about education in terms of um how the gaming industry handles scenarios like this uh the sisterhood podcast if you don't listen to it their second episode um with Kim uh Kim Belair, she's a uh a narrative writer who has worked at Ubisoft. She's uh a whole hour and a half episode where she talks about uh a lot of these stuff and how we measure success and changes internally in Ubisoft. And so there's a lot of other content outside there also that are like really diving into the subject. So I would um if you're interested in that, you're listening to a podcast now, go listen to uh the uh, Assassin's Creed Sisterhood one Good also one. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of cool uh, wanna, discussions like this I want to react to Rick here he says only Ubisoft gets praised for releasing a broken game till this day a lot of people still can't finish Valhalla uh, I don't know if that last part is true like sure there are a lot of people or like there are people that still can't finish the game but I don't think it's like an enormous amount the point I was making is that like they don't get to say, "Hey, the game is going to launch in no- on, in November 2020 when the new consoles come out." Those are deals made by the higher ups to rank in the cash. What I'm saying is that under these circumstances, with that tight deadline, I think and sure, I would have loved to see the difference. And I still think, like, I'm 
I don't like Ubisoft's decision for putting the game out when they did, because it clearly wasn't finished. But putting that aside, because the developers had no like say in that, I think what they did to get the game there is still like noteworthy. That 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 was my point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Like as a, a yeah a different side conversation. Yeah, considering all the challenges the game and as much as the frustrations and issues there are in Valhalla um they did pull a, like a, a decent game out um yeah yeah for sure but speaking of that <laughs> decent game or <laughs> um I did get a chance to play the DLC I I will be honest I'll be straightforward because of this I I didn't have the greatest time playing it but I will hold my critique to just the DLC itself. And even then, I don't think it's very good, Jor. I'm going to be honest. I thought that this was one of the softer or like one of my more least favorite DLCs that I've played or one of the weaker DLCs. And the reasons I thought that was is the because they they wanted a lot more like that that's again another challenge they wanted a bunch of players early on to be able to play it so like the uh suggested power level of like 55 or whatever you finish one arc and you get to play the dlc it just kind of avor's character felt like kind of clunky being kind of thrusted into that because they also had different writers writing it just and so the story itself i thought was really cool and i liked it um but the I'm not going to say any spoilers, I promise. Uh, but um, <laughs> not again. <laughs> yeah, but not again. Um, but did you know what happens when you kill the final? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, the uh, yeah. So the fact that the the it just yeah that that kind of dampened the story for me. And then the side content. The only joy I had was that I had something new to play. And that I did like like the size and the the updates to the weapons, but the side content did still feel kind of like um, very similar to the main game to me. Yeah. Uh, even though fighting the uh, like fight the the my highlight was just the gameplay fighting like the druids. Like it literally mm-hmm. was kind of like like oh wow I get a new enemy type I get to play and like that was like the joy I got out of the DLC personally. And you're, what you're saying here, so early on in the game uh, may feel weird for early players. Um, for example, they already refer to Eivor as this like famous person, mm-hmm. right? I, I get that that's yeah. strange if you only completed the Grand Bridge story arc or the uh, uh, the Chester Shy story arc that is, of course, needed to get to the DLC. Pretty interesting because I'm not sure if you, you saw this, but I helped two Dutch writers with two stories inside Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, oh. And they're like That's two... Cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool project. So, um, yeah, I, I was just like... The, because they they are like writing other uh, other books. Uh, they were not like really familiar with the game. So I did like a masterclass. And then they were like, uh, okay, okay. Uh, maybe we can do this and this with the game. And one of the stories was also uh, during the Grand Bridge arc... 
but there it was also like I, I gave feedback to the writers like sending in their story and that, that was also like oh no oh there you have Eivor the the famous uh, this and this and that was also strange because like at that point Eivor was kind of a nobody um, so that, that kind of reminds me uh, a, a bit of that uh, if you are mm-hmm. Dutch you can read those stories by the way in the Ubisoft app but I'm not sure what it's called <laughs> Ubisoft <laughs> A Ubisoft app. I, Just search. I'll Ubisoft. I'll, re- I'll read app. it to start learning Dutch. Do you think I could learn Dutch by reading your stories, or is it going to be hard? Um, <laughs> I can like read one uh one sentence, and then maybe you can like decide if it's like hard okay. Okay, let me uh, down. I'm downloading the book right now. We're in the future. Can I, can I like? Oh, it's stuck at uh, 50.7 MB. Come on, dudes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> How can I, like, read this? I... Yeah, I mean, so... Yeah, it's really hard for me to kind of, like, separate it. But to me, yeah, like, the this DLC, again, is a an under-deliver. I just... I feel like this is just such a pivotal year for Ubisoft for what they need to focus on and and hopefully in a year or two when they release like another quality like another assassin's creed game that hope i'm hoping that a lot of these things have been addressed and that we will see a lot of the changes both internally at ubisoft and for the victims there as well as the quality of their dlcs and the quality of the main i mean the dlc quality have been great like origins was awesome i think uh i I like the fate of a lot as well what what it yes i definitely um well i would argue that i liked odyssey's dlcs better significantly than the first blade as well I liked. I know I'm probably in a small contingent here, but I really liked Legacy of the First Blade. Okay. I I liked the story, even though. Uh, okay, so the whole forced. Okay, am I? Yeah, no, I no, no. A, freaking. A uh, if you're listening to this and haven't, uh, don't know that, uh, <laughs> that Cassandra got a baby, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's thank, you, thank you for spoiling it for me. That whole thing. <laughs> hard pass but the i liked the character of darius and i liked the the boss fights i felt i felt like uh legacy of the first blade um yeah it just i i think it scratched a lot of itches for me when i played it yeah i get that i get that um but uh, go go what i think with this dlc is, is the most obvious is that they focused on the things that maybe in the gameplay had the least impact. I think, because you say I like Legs of the First Blade more, but that was in existing areas of Greece. This is in a completely new area, and I think they they kind of nailed the, the, the feeling of... I mean, sure, it still has the problems that every Ubisoft open world still has, and I really wish that they focus on that, where the worlds are just kind of empty and you're just riding from point A to point B with nothing going on, or maybe a wolf attacks you, or there's like on patrol, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, I think like we, we've we've already seen so many games that, that have done that better, um, but like these these uh, round forts, the, these new enemies, the abilities that that really impact the gameplay and that really 
kind of fit the the Irish, uh, yeah, fit fit the world there. There, yeah, cool the the cool mythical boss fights. Um, like, what what is interesting is that actually people who are like from Ireland, they love it. Like they really think that this is a great representation of their, uh, yeah, of their uh, of their uh, country and like it's for them really cool to to explore it and it should be like a really cool recreation so we don't really have that obviously um but i do think that they focus so much on that that it that they also were like okay but for the mysteries we're just gonna do cairns and altars because yeah we, we are so focused on making sure this this is like historical correct and uh yeah makes sense for this time period and has a lot of like celtic uh, and druidic uh, stuff so um mm -hmm. and new weapon types like that's still pretty huge for an it's a screed game to get that after launch so i'm still happy about that mm. but i do i i do get it right i, I think overall the 25 dollar price tag is pretty wild um, yeah but yeah i get it i, I Especially after waiting six months, I totally like expected a bit more. I thought like some of the systems, yeah. like the Dublin trading system, like it, it, it just like super uninspired. It's not fun. Yeah, uh, I will say this: Joe McPlays in the chat says, "I'm from Ulster. I found it cool because I don't think we've ever been in a video game before, but that's cool. And it's but it's not great content. I will back up and say something positive. I think it was awesome that we had like." ireland as a place to visit and i think the um the creative team that like made ireland was like really well done so like yeah like that like the beauty of ireland i think was pretty um, yeah yeah pretty that, awesome. that, that's what i'm trying to say here but yeah yeah at one point that wears off if you're if you cannot like do fun and new exciting things in ireland like we're not doing a discovery tour we're, we're actually playing a game and maybe yeah. we will do a discovery tour there later on but who knows <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, t I totally get what you're uh, what you're coming from. Um, mm -hmm. Do you st still want to do predictions for uh, something? Yeah, we don't uh, both. We both have to pick up <laughs> one of the. Maybe, maybe, maybe we could pause and revisit in a week. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, I will. Uh, I will ask. Let, let, let's make a prediction like this then. So the Bessem outfit is in the game. We we know. It exists. We already mm -hmm. Ubisoft confirmed it's coming. When do you think it will release? And then kind of where we see where we both uh, land on this. And we can do it in like weeks or months, or we can like do it in um, like at, at like a specific update. I'm not sure. Um... Because to, to give some more context, like Jose said to me it's going to be sooner than you think. But I think they moved it back because that was two months ago. And I don't think two months later is sooner than you think. Yeah, I did I did read some stuff about that. I don't think I know exactly the time frame. I don't want to <laughs> speak. But if I were to guess, it would have to be pretty soon. I hope that they're not delaying it for like a collectible or some sort of sale because that would be kind of frustrating to me. But um, What do you mean? That they would sell it? Yeah, or not oh. sell the outfit, or like okay. pair it with like some other product or something. Maybe. Oh no, I don't um, think they will. 
They, they, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I think a good bet. I would agree with Optic Gamer in the chat at the Ubisoft Forward event is going to be my. I'm going to steal that. Oh wow, that's actually wild because <laughs> I I don't want that. To be fair, like I think yeah. it's really smart if they do that because like. But the problem was. Uh, that it did not work uh, the first time they did something like this. So what if everyone, like, I watch this and I don't get the outfit. But yeah, it will be like a, a, a good uh, way for them to, to let more people watch the event. But that would suggest that Assassin's Creed is going to be at the event. And uh, I'm curious about that. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, you're gonna steal that one. I think it will be with the mastery challenges, so that you have to like complete one mastery challenge or something, or or like get the gold medals or something, and then you get the best outfit. Uh, I, I hope that that's actually the case. But uh, cool, we will see. Um, yep. Any yeah closing thoughts? Where can people find you? Like I will touch on the subject that we talked about here in a video as well, uh, because my goal overall is to like get, get people up to date on the, mm -hmm. the on favorite games that everyone is playing that we as the Joraptor team are playing as well um and yeah that that also the the the, the like less exciting or like I should not say exciting but like I don't want to like I want Ubisoft to be better but they are not doing better so it's good to talk about this uh, and it's good yeah. that more people know about this so they maybe make a more informed like um so they yeah they, they they know what's going on because if you only believe ubisoft then it's going perfectly fine and uh yeah i mean you yeah you can't really blame them to to save face but uh on the other hand we hope we hope that they would own up to a little bit more than uh, than what they're doing now yeah and, and my last little piece is that what like even Coming clean and being more outspoken about that, I think, will go a long way. Like it, I don't like. I don't want to talk or think about this from like a bottom line perspective because when people are being abused, like the money doesn't really matter, in my opinion. For um, sure. But but if you if you want to play that game, there, the fact that they're doing this in enough like creators and mentors are coming out and like really um putting pressure on them and the fact that they still don't say anything it's going to hurt their bottom line so they need to come out and they need to really embrace this besides doing like kind of hiding um their responses and what they're doing because it's just it's going to keep making the problem worse and worse because the more you hide it the more you uh and i'm not saying they're like directly hiding but it feels like they are um that the more likely we're going to assume that the same things are going on and the less likely people will be to purchase your products. And that's going to hurt your bottom line if that's what you care about. But that's not what they should care but, about. They should care about their employees no, and their no, no, but, uh, but that's, of course, like a, a, an easy way to to, to have companies like change something right that, that that's yeah. going to be the, the main thing. OK, we're not making money. What can we do to change that? But I already think because I think like sure uh, a lot of people watching right now uh videos get 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 a lot of views but we're still the a small part of 
everyone um, that plays Ubisoft games, everyone that buys Ubisoft games, etc., etc. Yeah. But if every time people, um, or that, like, every time we, like, they also want, and I, I can imagine that the developers also who have been working for so long on this on this game, and then the 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 discussion isn't about how cool that game is, but yeah, the game is cool, but yeah, look here as well. Like it's not it's not going well there at, at the company. Then I think that would also like cause some yeah some uproar again, like inside the company. Maybe like, do we really have to change something because all people like they they keep bringing this up, and I think that that that's gonna be uh, important. Um, and yeah, then we can like hope for the best, but. Uh, yeah yeah it's a bummer but uh yeah i i guess too close close because i feel like we could keep going on this but uh is just surface more content like um there's a lot of other smaller content creators out there who are sharing their experiences and their time there's cosplayers out there who don't necessarily have the um the viewership that some of the other some of us have and so um going in and giving some love and attention to those people in the assassin's creed community as well i will i've been sharing some examples on my twitter so if you want to this isn't a pitch to follow me for clout just if you want it you don't have to follow just check it out i'll i'll likely be like trying to post some uh, other creators over the next few weeks but jordan uh, if people want to follow you I, I do think some people will. Where where do when yeah. they need to go? <laughs> they need to go to the the Twitter. It's easier if you you can also DM me on Twitter. I've noticed that because of Discord is uh, a lot more intense for me than Twitter is. So if you want to talk to me more about this, you can feel free to message me on Twitter. You're more likely to get a reply to me from from me there. It's Jordan Des hey. on the Twitter. The tweeter. Okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for being in the chat as well. I saw some some great uh, uh, input there as well. Um, so thanks. Um, yeah. This is the end of the as a screed podcast um, as a cast fifty two. Uh, of course, again, leave a review that would really help us out. And maybe you'll be in the next video and uh, or like in the next show. Tomorrow, Dennis will be streaming. What is he streaming? I don't know. But you, Mass Effect. Uh, Everyone's streaming Mass Effect. No, no, no. Dennis is not streaming Mass Effect. <laughs> I think he's streaming Odyssey again. So, yeah, he's, uh, he still needs to finish the Fate of Atlantis. So, he's going to do that. Oh. Yep. Uh, okay. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, the mods, of course, for um, yeah, saying Unibear and uh, keeping it civil there in the chat. Yes, we still want the Unibear. Um, thanks everyone and uh, goodbye